This episode of To Your Good Health Radio is being brought to you by Cardio Miracle, the ultimate nitric oxide booster with over 50 whole food, heart-healthy, bioavailable nutrients. Hello, this is Dr. David Friedman, host of To Your Good Health Radio. If you're a regular listener, you know that I believe the main reason for stagnancy when it comes to your health, your career, and even marriage is routine. People get comfortable with the way things are and they don't excel to the next level. A ship moving at sea won't develop barnacles, but a ship that's stagnant at dock will. Has your life become stagnant with mental barnacles? If so, this is the show you've been waiting for. Our guest today it's Jeff Henderson. His best-selling book, What to Do Next, offers tips on how to take your best step forward during times of uncertainty. Sit back and get comfortable as you learn how to get out of your comfort level and embrace the adventures that life has in store for you. It all starts now. It's To Your Good Health Radio with number one best-selling author and renowned wellness expert, Dr. David Friedman, changing lives just for the health of it. Our next guest was named by Forbes magazine as one of 20 speakers you shouldn't miss. His best-selling book, Know What You're For, launched a movement in nonprofits around the world and has become a focal point for many businesses. In addition, he's worked for well-known organizations such as the Atlanta Braves, Callaway Gardens, Chick-fil-A, and North Point Ministries, one of the largest churches in America. While there, he was the lead pastor for three churches over 17 years and helped launch North Point Online, which became one of the world's largest online ministries. His new book is called What to Do Next, Taking Your Best Step When Life is Uncertain. Welcome to the show, Jeff Anderson. Dr. Friedman, it's great to hear your voice. Good to hear you. I'm just so grateful that you would have me on the show. Oh, great to have you on the show. You know, I loved your book, I got to tell you, especially your story and how you took a leap of faith that embraced the mystery of the unknown. That's what we're all so scared of. Share with us what inspired you to write What to Do Next? It's interesting. When I made this current leap, everyone said, hey, how did you figure that out? And how did you eliminate risk? And I had good news and bad news. You don't eliminate risk, but you can shrink it. And we'll talk about that in a second. But so the more I got this question, the more people were asking me, and over the course of your career, how did you do this? And I thought, you know, there, there is a process. There are routines, as you talk about, that, that we can apply that can allow us to, to take the best next step. And I think the overarching principle here, and, and sometimes people get stuck as they think, what am I supposed to do for the rest of my life? That's a big question. It's a good question, but it's a big question. So what we try to do is say, hey, let's boil that question down. You don't have to figure out the rest of your life. You just have to figure out what to do next. And when people understand that, you mean I just have to take a small step forward? Yes. So what the book is, it's a process to help you figure out the big things in life by really figuring out the small things in life one step at a time. And so as I got these questions over and over again, I thought, you know, I think this is a felt need. I think people are trying to figure out what to do next. And then with so many people leaving their jobs and trying to think about what to do um, going forward, that's when I thought, let's, let's write this book to help as many people as possible that are trying to figure out what to do next. So would you say the majority really have to overcome the fears? Is that the big thing? Is it they're in their comfort zone, everything, I know where to go, where I'm going to wake up tomorrow? And I, I, I say life is like a, a shampoo, you know, uh, uh, rinse, repeat, soap, rinse, repeat, go to work, wake up, go to work. <laughs> it's, it's easy. <laughs> I think fear is one of the biggest things, but I also think to your point, when you're in the rinse and repeat, sometimes you get so comfortable with that, that you, you can kind of lull you to sleep. 
And if you're and next is going to disrupt everything. It's going to disrupt your schedule. It's going to disrupt potentially where you get your coffee in the morning if you have a different route to work now. So comfort can lull us to sleep. And I'm all for comfort. So this isn't necessarily a plea against comfort. And yet the last two years in this current season of mine, I've been so uncomfortable. This is the first time that I've owned my own business. This is the first time that I haven't gotten paid every two or three weeks, if you will, you know, because I had a steady paycheck coming in. So that's very uncomfortable. So yes, fear comes with that. Absolutely. Um, but getting too addicted to being comfortable, um, the, the challenge for me is I didn't want comfort to move me away from pursuing what I felt like was more potential and more opportunity to serve more and more people. So fear absolutely is true. But I also think getting lulled to sleep um, by being comfortable. Uh, a friend of mine said, hey, Jeff, um, don't let the old man win. Don't let the old man win. And the more the older we get, the more risk we should take. And that's really counterintuitive because a lot of people think the older we get, the less risk we should take. And that makes sense because there's more at stake, right? But I don't want to let the old man win. I, I don't want to throw caution to the wind, but I don't want to listen and let fear and comfort make my decisions. Yeah, good point. Now, for those at a job or in a stagnant relationship or friendship, how do they know when it's finally time to move on? Do they write down a list of pros and cons and leave if there's more cons? Or do they tap into a gut feeling? What's your advice? So I think gut feelings are important, but I'd never rely on those. Uh, because I sometimes the, the person I want to listen least to is myself. Uh, although I, I believe in, in intuition and, and, and you know, what, what do I think about this and what do I feel about this? But one of the steps I talk about in the church, uh, in the book rather, is to get some people around you that you trust and you get their non-emotional, unbiased opinion. What do you think? I should do in this situation. I talk about in the book that I actually developed a personal advisory board. These are board people, if you will, board members. And I really picked this up from the, the author, Jim Collins, who said, you know, if Coca-Cola has a board, maybe you should have a board. And so I have four men that I sit down with on a, on a regular basis and say, hey, what do you think about this? And so 18 months before my wife, Wendy, and I became empty nesters, one of them asked the question, hey, what are you going to do? when you and Wendy become empty nesters. I hadn't really thought about that. So that led me on a journey to eventually leaving the church I started to do what I'm doing now. But all four of those guys looked at the decision and said, yes, I think that's the right decision. My wife and I have to be on board. I, I tell married couples, one of the most important things that you've got to do is to make sure that both of you are in agreement on this decision. And if one of you are not in agreement on this decision, you need to wait. You need to wait. And here's why. Any next season is going to have its ups and downs. It's going to have great days and it's going to have bad days. But when a married couple does not go into this in unison, one of the, the couple that said, I wasn't ready for this or I didn't want to do this, when you hit those rough times, they could say, and rightly so, I told you we shouldn't do this. But when your spouse says, no, we signed up for this. Hey, we expected this. We knew there were going to be some tough days, but we decided this together, that this was the best next step. So I think getting wise counsel around you so that you can speak into it. Yes, you should listen to yourself. The other thing you need to do is to look in your past. Where are there clues about what you did really, really well? 
And what, where are their clues? Success leaves clues. For example, Dr. Friedman, you're never going to see me launch a country music album. <laughs> I don't have any musical. I'm not going to. That's not part of my next. But what was a part of my next was going out and speaking. That's a gift of mine. So that's now in my current season, like it has in my previous season, but it's now in, 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 in a different format. So looking at what you're good at, looking at where your successes were, looking, learning from your failures, having a group of people that speak into it. If you're married, making sure you and your spouse are locked in on this decision. And then understand this, make the best next decision. But guess what? If it doesn't work, you can pivot to keep moving in the right direction. There are some things that you will not know until you take that next step forward. I mean, there, there are some things that I know now. There are, some, there, there are some opportunities that I now have that, in fact, before you called, I was working on an opportunity that I now have that I didn't have two years ago. And the only way this opportunity came about was I took a step forward and a step forward, and one person introduced me to this person and that person, and here I am. So the process of taking that next step, don't get paralyzed. If it doesn't work, you can pivot you can pivot and, and keep going. So it's, it goes back to this whole idea of do the best next, make the best next step. Yeah, that's fantastic. You know, I really resonated with your book. I, I had a realtor patient who was very depressed and not doing well in business. So I gave him the same advice I tell others, shake up your routine, like even just drive a different way to work. The next time I saw him, you ready for this? He was so excited. He told me he drove down a new road, saw a coffee shop that he'd never been to, stopped for a cappuccino, and while in line... The lady in front of him noticed he had a Century 21 badge on. They struck up a conversation. She hired him to list her $1.5 million beachfront home. Now, that would never have happened if he didn't shake up his routine and drive a different way to work. So isn't it sometimes a good idea for us to get lost so we can get found? I love that. Where were you when I was writing this book? I would have loved to have included that story in there. That's fantastic. <laughs> And you're right, though. Shaking up your routine is, and you know, just taking a different route, going to a different coffee shop. It's interesting, as you mentioned. I used to work at Chick Fil A, and um, when we were trying to introduce breakfast products into um, our menu and trying to convince people to try Chick Fil A for breakfast, the breakfast day part is the hardest day part to convince people to eat something different because we all eat or drink the same thing for breakfast. So trying to create a, you know, a, trying to let people know, Hey, you can eat chicken for breakfast and you can actually put it on a biscuit. You know, all of that. It's just, we get lulled into our routine and it's not just about what we eat for breakfast. It's not just about where we drive to work. Although those are, those are definitely true. It's the routine of our career. And so we look up, 15 years later and go, wow, how did, how did I get here? We, we look up and we're called into an office and the, the company is downsizing and, and we haven't built um, a track for us to go to, to, you know, we talk, I talk about side hustles in the, in the book. If you're not creating something, if the company goes out of business, what would you do today? So there needs to be some side hustles or different routines. But I love that example, Dr. Friedman, of just going to a coffee shop, different routine, put yourself in a different pathway and see where it leads. 
Yeah, great. I know in your book you shared uh, about your mentor, John Maxwell, a person you thought always followed a game plan, and he would take a leap of faith to the unknown. So I thought that was interesting. Isn't one characteristic that you've studied of successful people, uh, those that are impulsive and able to take actions and move forward? Well, John is is a hero of mine. And I was at, shortly after we had left into this new season, I, you know, people ask me, you know, what are you doing? And I'm saying, well, you know, I wrote this book, Know What You're For, and there's a lot of churches and nonprofits and businesses doing it. And I want to go out and, you know, as I, was, I shared this explanation, I could tell people's eyes were glazing over. And I was thinking, I don't even know what I'm doing, but I just knew this was the right thing. There was just something in me, you know, as I mentioned, I got my personal advisory board and Wendy and others to speak into this, but I was at a conference speaking with John, and he, right before I spoke, he was speaking, and he said, you know, I never had a clear vision. I just kept moving forward. And I mean, Dr. Friedman, it was like everything stopped. I mean, it was just like I was the only person in the room, and I just said, I can do that. I can do that. I, I don't necessarily have a clear five-year vision, but I can keep moving forward, and as I keep moving forward, the vision gets clearer. And John teaches me that action action really brings clarity and just you know john would wake up sometimes and just say do it today do it today do it today take action keep moving forward and so for me that was just a relief to go okay you know what um i'm going to keep moving forward and when i have an opportunity that especially in the early parts of the last couple of years that i thought would work out and they didn't work out i would give myself the 24-hour grieving rule I would grieve that opportunity. Oh no, the sky is falling. But after 24 hours, I have to get up, brush myself up and keep moving forward. What's the best next step for me? That's great. You know, that, that's my role. I do the 24 hour too. I allow myself. And it's funny how uh, such a habit of mine by day two, I'm happy again. and I'm, I'm focused. But in that know, first that first day, I'm like, oh, it's over. I'm never going oh, to everything up. I'm just, and, you know, it's like it's a loss. And so that's great advice is just allow yourself a limited time of, of that morning process. Uh, one of the chapters that you write, you have a section that I want to touch on. I don't want to miss out on this because it's so important. Letting go of what others say. So many of us allow naysayers to slay our dreams. And there's so many stories about even best-selling authors that were rejected by publishers, tell them their book sucks and they refuse to listen. And they end up selling millions of copies and musicians, the Beatles were turned down by 27 record labels. How can people tap into that, that razor sharp focus and not allow critics to derail them? Before we continue, I want to tell you about an amazing product called Cardio Miracle. The number one cause of death in America is cardiovascular disease. On average, somebody dies of a heart attack or stroke every 36 seconds. The good news is you don't have to be a statistic. Young, old, and in between, we all need more nitric oxide in our bodies. It's essential for our overall health because it helps blood, nutrients, and oxygen travel throughout the body. Research shows a lack of nitric oxide may be associated with high blood pressure, heart disease, diabetes, and even erectile dysfunction. Cardio Miracle's ultimate nitric oxide advanced delivery system reaches a cellular level, so it starts to work within seconds. You also get over 50 whole food nutrients in every delicious scoop. I take Cardio Miracle every day, not just for my heart, but my entire body, and you should too. It's backed by science and a 60-day no-risk money-back guarantee. If you want to improve your heart health, increase your energy, mental clarity, 
clarity and boost your immune system, order Cardio Miracle today. CardioMiracle.com and use promo code CardioNow for 20% off. CardioMiracle.com, promo code CardioNow. Well, I, I tell people you don't have to listen to everyone, but you do need to listen to someone. And who are those trusted ones in your life that you can, you should, you should listen to, and and then try it out. For example, when uh, one of the things that gave me more courage to pursue this season is when I launched my first book. I want I created something called a business breakfast tour. I traveled around the country, I spoke in 40 locations, and I tested out the content of the book. And what I wanted to do was to see, is this, is this content going to work out there? And what I discovered is that it was. But not everybody gets a, you know, all these glowing reviews of, yes, this is what you should do. So get the right people. Get, don't get fans and don't get foes. Get friends around you that can speak life into you. Um, again, like I'm not going to come out, as I mentioned earlier, I'm not going to come out with a music album because I think I have enough friends around me that say, Jeff, that's not who you are. But if I said, Hey, I think I can go speak and help other organizations through speaking into the content of this book. And people would say, yes, yes, I think that's right. So I have to understand many times, where is this voice coming from? Is it coming from people that understand this? Uh, they understand me, or is it just the critics? And if you always listen to the critics, they can sway you. It's you know one of the things that that I had uh, and I'm, I'm this is something I'm still learning I'm still in process I don't know that I'll ever get there but if I get ten emails saying we love your book but if I get one email saying I hate your book I, I tend to think about the one instead of the ten and so I've got to do a better job of again what can I learn from this what can I learn from this what can I learn from this feedback but I knew this message both know what you're for and what to do next were messages that I really wanted to get out. And, um, and so you got to keep moving forward, learn from people that are giving you critiques, but don't let people stop you. If you feel called that this is what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Especially on social media that people can be so cruel and, you know, they can down naysay you and make it drop you from your mountain. And you're like, well, who is this? Who, what, what opinion does that matter? I don't know that person. They're not in my circle. Yes. As you said, you've got to have that circle. Right. So, so please don't take now. your, uh, let, let's not take our, our career advice from social media, right? That, that, <laughs> we need people closer, closer to us for sure. Exactly. The real friends, not the quote, 10,000 friends you have. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That may or may not be actual people. They could be robots. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny is if they were sitting in front of you, I, I would guess out of a uh, hundred friends, you might recognize three or four that aren't airbrushed. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Absolutely. That's great. I've had uh, Michael Hyatt on the uh, a friend of yours, I believe, who also gives you oh, uh, praises. Yeah. He's been on, he's been on the show, and he shared something that really impacted my life. Sometimes you have to learn to stop and smell the roses before moving on to the next garden. And what are your views on balancing hard work with vacations and being still before jumping onto the next conquest? And I'm guilty. I'm an A type, and I'm I'm a, I have to. And he, he, it made me think. Wow, he's right. I don't smell the roses. Right. Well, Michael's been a big influence up close and from afar. And I'll say, let me, I'm so glad you brought Michael up and John Maxwell's the same, same way. When you can't articulate what you want to do, it's helpful to find people that are somewhat doing what you want to do and point to them. So one time I went up to Michael Hyatt's office and I did a training for his team and I came back and I told my wife, Wendy, I said, I can't quite describe this, but what I, what I, what I looked 
uh, around, when I looked around at Michael's office and saw what they were doing and what he was doing, I said, I think I want to do that. I don't know exactly what that is, but I think that's, that's what I want to do. So uh, Michael Hyatt or John Maxwell and others have become muses for me. What I mean by that is they just inspire me to go, you know what? I can't articulate it, but that's what I, that's what I want to do. So one of the things I've learned from Michael is, you know, we, we've got to get ahead of the calendar. If you don't get ahead of the calendar, um, then the tyranny of the urgent will always be in demand and will always have, have its say. And so in this, in this season for me, I'm getting ahead and putting blocks of my, cal- my calendar. Not just, hey, it's a week vacation in the summer. That's good. That's great. But I do believe in weekly, uh, from a re- religious standpoint, Sabbaths. I do believe in a 24-hour rest of enjoying, enjoying life. And uh, one of the things that Wendy and I said is that we want, in this season, we want to build a life that we enjoy. We build the life we enjoy. So many times we'll look at my speaking calendar and request, and we'll look at this, and if it's just stacked, you know, the, requ- the request, or you know, one day after another, one week after another, we'll look at this and go, you know, we'd love to do this, but I don't think this is the life that we want to build. We want to have a life that we can enjoy. And so where are the margins? And so we're always looking for margin um, in a week, in a month, in a quarter, and in a year. Get ahead of the calendar, especially, you know, like you and me, we, we, you know, we're, um, you know, small business people, if you will, we, we're in charge. And so I remember a friend of mine, uh, his wife came in and said, you know, it was uh, a holiday weekend. And, and she said, why are you working? It's Friday. It's holiday weekend. Oh, I've got a few more things to do. And she said, you're the boss, by the way, you're in charge. You don't have to do this. And he, he thought, oh, you're right. I, why, why am I doing this? So I, I really believe in margin. I really believe in margin. And I, what, what helps with that is obviously financial margin, making f- wise financial decisions so that you can create time margin so that you can say yes to the most important things. Our kids, we're empty nesters, as I mentioned. Our kids live three hours away. We want to have plenty of time that we can jump in a car and go see them whenever we want to. I don't want to be beholden all the time to the calendars. I got to get ahead of the calendar instead of the calendar getting ahead of me. Yeah, such a good point. Now, uh, one thing you're right, you said a career change doesn't have to be a leap over the Grand Canyon. It can be managed uh, more like a leap over a mud puddle. I like that. Share more on that. Why is that so important? When I left Chick-fil-A, Dr. Friedman, uh, I was going to help start a church. Long story short, crazy career move. And there was a good possibility that this was not going to work. It was one of the first video multi-site churches. So long story for another time, but I wanted them. And there, so there's a lot of risk here, but I, the one thing I wanted to do is that if the church didn't work out, I wanted to leave well enough so that I could still have great relationships with Chick-fil-A and basically <laughs> say, Hey, you know, this idea for the church, you know, didn't work out, but now I'm back. So I left really, really well. And the reason I mention that is when I left Chick-fil-A, I wrote everyone in the marketing department, which was 70 people, everyone on the executive committee, the the top leadership team in the the organization, which was 10 people. I wrote them all handwritten notes saying, thank you for letting me work here. Thank you. Here's what I'm trying to do, as you know. Um, I'll be cheering you on. But the reason that helped me is that I knew that if the church didn't work, I was leaving so well that I could come back to Chick-fil-A. And so for me, it, I wasn't, you know, burning the, burning the ships, you know, the, the ropes 
you know, the ship, I was, there was a, there's a little bit of an anchor out there. And um, the other thing for me is that Wendy and I had done the financial work that would said, Hey, if this thing completely falls apart, we've got a certain number of months that we're going to be good financially. So that's going to be, that's not like a leap over the grand Canyon. And um, I had enough of a network in, in, in my here in Atlanta where I live that if the church didn't work, I knew I could call these people and they would help build my network because they understood the risk I was taking and they approved the risk that I was taking. So for me, it wasn't just, you know, I think in Hollywood, if you get this idea, I mean, long story short, I got the idea of this church on a, at a conference in Chicago, by the way. And I came home, I told my wife, Wendy, I said, I think we're supposed to help start a church someday. Well, if this was a Hollywood movie, I would go into work on Monday, quit my job, and we would start this church on Tuesday. (laughs) That didn't happen. That didn't happen. It was a three-year journey. Um, All the things I talk about in the book, we really applied in this particular decision as well. But even when we eventually left three years later, it was really a leap over the mud puddle, meaning that if the church didn't work, and thankfully it did, but if it didn't work, I had enough of a network. I left exceedingly well at Chick-fil-A. We have some financial margin. But yeah, it's messy, and I'll get muddy and wet. Nobody likes to get muddy and wet. Nobody likes to jump over a mud puddle and land in the middle of the mud puddle. But I'm not, I'm not falling thousands of feet below. I can recover because it's just a leap over the mud puddle instead of this huge leap over the Grand Canyon. And that's why I tell people with what to do next. This isn't a plea for you to leave your job. This isn't a plea for you to do something stupid. But it is a plea for you to keep moving to the best next version of you. And many times, to your point, Dr. Friedman, you got to change your routine. You got to keep moving forward. And you got to be comfortable with change because change is coming whether you like it or not. So that's kind of the idea of um, I'm not going to leap over the Grand Canyon. There's going to be a leap, but I can recover from this leap if it, if it doesn't work like I thought it was. Great insights. 30 seconds left. Is there anything you'd like to share with the listeners we didn't cover today? Uh, what can they do next if they want to succeed in this place called life? The best thing that they can do is to build their personal network. So invite on a consistent basis. If you did this, this is, if, if, if your listeners would do this, it would be so helpful. Ask somebody to coffee on a regular basis. Let's just say once every month. Ask them their story and then ask them this question, who do you know that I need to know and could you contact them on my behalf? Over time, when you build your network, it's going to help you when you need it. Fantastic. Great advice. Uh, It's been great spending time with you and inspiring everybody with your wisdom. You're welcome back anytime. I I love your, uh, your, uh, we're on the same phase. phase. We're very congruent and I like your message and I hope a lot of listeners took good notes and they get the book called What to Do Next, Taking Your Best Step When Life is Uncertain. Great read. I loved it. Get your copy and you can go to jeffhenderson.com for that. And while there, be sure and check out the plethora of resources available including articles, an assessment test you can take, and more. You can follow him on Facebook and Instagram at Jeffrey Henderson. On Twitter, he's at Jeff Henderson. And for my daily health post, follow me at Dr. David Friedman. On Instagram, I'm at Dr. D. Friedman. I'm also now on TikTok at Dr. Funny Bones. Laughter is medicine. Come and check out the healthy hilarity videos that I offer daily. And if you heard something today that would benefit somebody you know, send them a link to this 
podcast. It's available to you, Good Health Radio or RadioMD.com. And while there, be sure and check out our podcast library and share these segments with friends, family, coworkers, and on social media. As I always say, sharing is caring. Don't keep this stuff to yourself. You can also subscribe to future podcasts at iHeartRadio and iTunes. More to come. Stay well, stay tuned, and keep moving forward. This episode of To Your Good Health Radio was brought to you by Cardio Miracle, the ultimate nitric oxide booster with over 50 whole food heart healthy nutrients. If you want to improve your heart health, increase your energy, mental clarity, and boost your immune system, order Cardio Miracle today at CardioMiracle.com. Use promo code CardioNow for 20% off. CardioMiracle.com, promo code CardioNow.